Lady. Bad Hell. Lindsay May. Bad Hell Podcast. Bad Hell Podcast. This is really fun. Is it Lindsay? What do we have a Lindsay to live here? Because I'm getting serious. Dolly Parton vibes. You know? <laughs> Lindsay May, I happened to listen to your topic yesterday. I'm like, oh, wow. Much needed. Much needed. Much needed. He picked up all of us. Like, I listened to that whole thing. Man, she has some great subjects. Yeah, she was super entertaining to listen to. Like, I was really entertained by by the entire episode. We went to East End and was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. She's a cool chick. I like her ass. Oh man, that's good stuff. So impressed. I'm very impressed. I like that. And I really just think you're fucking awesome. She is awesome. She has a story of survivorship as well. The way she spoke and... Lindsay, I love you. God bless you, Lindsay. Miss Lindsay, I respect the hell out of you. Like, you are the favorite woman in my life right now. I'm gonna listen to more of what you got to say. I'm just gonna, you know, just keep pressing play. Yeah, on her podcast. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast Show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Today is Friday, and I have a special guest on the show today, a returning special guest. For those of you who are new here, this guest was on with me during my second episode ever, where we talked about slime. Today, we're going to talk about something else, but let me introduce my guest real quick. This is JP Jipperman McKay. Go ahead and say hello, JP. Hello. And he's my son. Okay. So today, we're going to be talking about people in our society who are just the worst type of extra. And I wish there was a word I can think of to describe them. I kind of actually, I Googled a couple words. One of them was bombastic, which sounded a little too, like, positive, which is not the feeling I get when I think about these people. These are people, they're not exactly snitches or tattletales, but they're definitely goody two-shoes, and they just go way overboard with it when they're correcting people other than themselves. It's almost like they're Karens, but they're not really, like, reporting you, so I almost kind of want to call them Sharons, because they're just sharing their fucking over-inflated opinion with you. And, uh, but I have an Aunt Sharon, so I don't want to down that name. But just so you know, that's kind of what this person is like. So these three, the reason why I brought my son on here today is because the three stories I'm going to tell, they, he was there for all of them, which really just adds a whole nother level of really guy. Okay, so we're going to go in order that they occurred. The first one was, how old were you when we were at Papa and Grandma's house when we were making the garden? Six, seven. Around six, seven, okay? So that was probably about four years ago. We had uh, just begrudgingly moved back in with my parents for a hot second no one liked that no one ever loved that that was dog i know if you show me one person that was happy to move back in with mom and dad then i'll take it back but until then i'm going to continue because i know that that's going to be a hard one to find uh so because i didn't really care to share much space with my parents at the moment or at that time i focused a lot of my energy on the garden which is the side of the house that i was just going to make my own And we did. We made a cute little waterfall with dinosaurs and a big-ass swing. It was fun. But in order to, like, kind of, you know, outline the waterfall and different things we were trying to do, we needed some rocks. Luckily for us, there was a whole wall right across the street from my parents' house that was made of rocks. Now, before I go any further, I should let you guys know that my parents live in a gated community. 
So it's like an HOA on crack, okay? The rules, the people, bite me. Just everything was super strict, super snooty, ugh. Hardly livable. Secure, but hardly livable. It was like a bunch of old retired white people that just, ugh. What, baby? Not secure at all because all I had to do is like slip under the gate or just climb over because it's only about five feet tall. True dog. that. Dog. We busted in there a whole bunch of times. And so could anybody else if they had half a brain. And But needless to say, you know, I think the whole selling point for gated communities is the security, the exclusiveness. But you definitely don't want to live there for all the stupid rules. Like there was just a bunch of dumbass rules. Like if your garbage cans are left out a day late, that's a big no-no. If you uh, have anybody stand the night and they park their car in the street overnight, mm-mm, don't do that. Stupid shit like that, right? So anyways... Just know that going into this story. So, like I said, my son and I are trying to uh, create a little magical garden on the side of the house that we can call ours. We planted some corn that a stupid rat ate. We planted some flowers, but we made a waterfall that we needed rocks for. So, because there's a huge rock wall across the street that's not on anybody's property. It's not some, like, protected area or anything. We didn't have to, like, hop a fan. It was just there. Like, there's rocks there that are nobodies. They're just there. So, me and my six-year-old, we go across the street and we're collecting some rocks. You know, like when you go to the beach and you collect some shells or anything like that. Normal shit. So, we're, we're doing that and this ugly brown, it's totally not stock color for a BMW, but it was just hideous. He, like, went out of his way to have that ugly color of a car. He drives by, right? He notices us because we're cute. How could you not? Drives by us, stops, reverses back up the hill to where we're at. Rolls down his window. And now I'm kind of assuming. Down the hill. No, he reversed back up the hill, coming to where we were at. Oh, that's right. Don't worry about the logistics. Uh, so, rolls down his window and he asks us what we were doing. And what I wanted to say was none of your fucking business. But I didn't. Told him we're just collecting some rocks. Every once in a while, it's okay. My son's giving me shit about the F-bomb because we covered what curse words were going to be appropriate for the episode and I just blew it. I'm going to try not to for the rest of the episode. So we told him we're, you know, collecting rocks. And he was like, are you residents here? <sighs> kind of don't know how to respond to stuff like that, but I just tried to play along and told him, yeah, we are. I realize we might look like bums right now because we're in our gardening attire. But yes, dude, we're residents. So kindly move along, right? And that's when he told us, what did he say? Like, we weren't allowed to pick up the rocks. I think he said something like, those are everybody's rocks. And, bro, are we not part of the everybody? What is your problem? He said, these are everybody's rocks and no one should deserve to pick them up. Well, bite me, dude. And then I remember him saying, I think you're right, he did say that. And then I remember him saying, well, I'm on the board here. And I think what I said to him, I don't know if this was word for word, but I think I said, are you on the board or are you just bored? Come on, dude. It's a lady and her kid picking up rocks. We're not destroying the entire wall. It's not going to come crumbling down with the amount we're taking. Bite me, guy. Like, move along, don't you? Like, I didn't really understand why he felt the need to inform us that those were everybody's rocks. Ah, like, what do you say to somebody like that, right? What else do you remember about that, JB? Uh, that then he, like, I heard him at, like, the last second. He's like, I'm calling the police. And they never called the police because he's a piece of shit. 
Well, and maybe he did call the police and the police told him, get a life, guy. We're not going to come up there for a lady and her kid getting some rocks. Are you kidding me? We got real crime to deal with. Jesus. That's what I would have said to him. And he probably did say some shit under his breath. I'm sure I'm not a very approachable person, especially once you get on my crap side. Next story is none other than my sister. And everyone doesn't like her because she's trash. Not even the parents she was born from. Well, I think you're right about the trash part, but I feel like Papa and Grandma super appease her. And I don't know if it's because she's the firstborn or if because she's just intolerable if they don't. She was that kid growing up. Just everything was a problem. She was picky about her food or clothes. Uh, she was a wimp. Anyways, then she grew up to be a real, like, hippie, right? So now she saves the world one tree at a time, and she's very minimalist. She doesn't wear makeup. She cuts her hair like a boy. She likes to recycle. She's worried about global warming, all that jazz, okay? So one summer, we go on a trip to Shasta Lake, was it? Okay, so we're at Shasta Lake on a houseboat. Which was kind of a big deal because my son at that time was already really fearful of boats. Um, and he went on it like a champ. Yes, babe. And the coolest part was that it had a jacuzzi and a whole slide that went off the back. Oh, the houseboat was dope. Yep. We had a water slide on that shit. Had a jacuzzi. My dad stressed out trying to drive it, but it was fun. We all had our own little rooms. My yeah. son, like, there was like this little Anne Frank room underneath one of the rooms that was like a little hideaway thing. That's not where he slept, but he sure did make it his own. It was like his little hideaway. It was so cool. The boat was cool. Yes, baby. And also, Dad drove most of the boat. Yeah. Papa just stayed there and drank his coffee like... Yeah, my dad doesn't do well under pressure. And for some reason, that was pressure for him. And really, boats are kind of easy to drive. But uh, he let my boyfriend drive for most of the trip because my boyfriend, although he's a stress case as well, did better at driving. But, uh... Okay, what? As always. Yeah, as always, pretty much. I trust anything my my boyfriend drives, thousand percent. He's the best captain in almost all forms of transportation. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Ugh, I wish I would have thought of that line when Annie Manny was talking shit. I would have told her that. If any of you don't know what I'm referring to, watch that Captain Phillips movie because that's my favorite line of all time. I'm the captain now. Bitch, that's what I should have told her. Damn it, Jippy, where were you when that happened? Would have been fucking awesome. Back to the story. Anyway, so back to the story. So one thing me and my son enjoy doing, and we've always enjoyed doing, with my parents too at times, is water balloons. We love water balloons. They're fun. We launch them at each other's faces. Sometimes we hit a little hard, but it's fun. We blast each other with them. That's the whole point. Usually my son like tries to corral them all for like a artillery, like a stockpile. But usually half of the time they don't explode, and it's very annoying. One of them hit my mom, and it didn't go well. So. Yeah, usually when I accidentally hit my son in the face, he gets pretty pissed, and then the game over, but... Sometimes they don't pop. It's weird. But ever since they invented those water balloons that you just hook up to the hose and you can fill up 60 at a goddamn time, oh, my God, where have those been all my life? Because before that, it was like you're struggling in the kitchen for 30 minutes and you only get four at the end of it because they bust or you can't tie them. Or anyways, those were the shit. They still are the shit. To me, that's right up there with the magic eraser cleaners and sliced bread. Those are the best things ever. So... <laughs> We want to play with water balloons. We're outside. It's fun. We're on a houseboat. We pull up to shore and we're going to walk, like, totally rock each other's worlds. It's about to be World War III with these water balloons. My parents usually don't mind them. Me and JP have a blast with them. The only person that had a problem was Mandy. Mundy. The sister, right? And what she said to us is that they're going to pop and then there's going to be balloon remnants left behind. And that's pollution. 
Talk about the 9 million cans that we saw at the bottom, the shore, and everywhere else on the freaking shore. And a water balloon's gonna do any difference? Amen, right? So at the point, at that point, like California was in a drought and the lake level was super low. And all we are finding with my metal detector at the time is soda cans, glass bottles, trash on trash on trash, okay? It's not like it wasn't already littered as fuck there. But I get kind of the whole, what, well, what if everybody did that? Everybody's already doing it. Can we enjoy our water balloons, which are going to be just a line, little tiny half an inch thing? It's not even going to make that big of a deal. We're not going to make the world explode because of our water balloons. And the thing that really bothered me about that was not just that she suggested we not do it, but that my grandpa or my parents like went along with it. They were like, Lindsay, just find something else to do. Oh, I hate that solution. Just find something else to do, Lindsay. Why? How about Annie Manny just make herself useful and pick up all the damn water balloons after we're done with it if she's that goddamn worried? Why do we have to limit our fun? I don't think Mother Earth would have hated us that much, really. That pissed me off. And actually, at the time, Jipper wasn't that mad. He didn't mind going just... He actually dove off the houseboat once, didn't you? Oh, dove off it like seven times. Yeah, and he was nervous to even get on that shit, and then he eventually just head first like a pro. I didn't do that shit. I was nervous because I'm an idiot. Well, and knowing me, I'll frick it up. If Steven, the seven foot damn giant, could just totally dive in there, I knew I was fine. So That's true. Steven makes everything look easy, though. Including my sister. What's up? What's up with it? So for those of you who are new here, this is the part of the show where I insert a sponsored ad for my podcast platform, Anchor by Spotify telling you how great they are for anyone who is thinking of starting a podcast. But fuck that. Let me explain. Anchor by Spotify offers paid sponsorships for shows that reach a certain amount of listeners. They call it an ambassador ad, and it pays dick. And not the good dick. It's that limp, soft dick that leaves you feeling used and unsatisfied. Then they really make you feel like a hoe when they tell you that your ad expired because you reached too many listeners. What the fuck? That's when they tell you try different monetization strategies, like asking your listeners to pay for subscriptions. How thoughtful of them, right? <laughs> Don't worry. I am not going to ask my audience to foot the bill in this fuckery. Because you see, whether or not my show is heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else, my hosting platform still gets promotion whether I have some asshat ambassador ad or not. So if this is the standard set by the industry, then think of me as a podcast pioneer who refuses to make pimping easy for these corporate bastards. Instead, I think I'll just shit on them in every episode I publish until I decide on a different platform to host from. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening and uh, let's get back to the show. All right. Last the last but not least story. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us and have not been listening to any episodes prior to this, there is an episode called Row, Row, Row Your Nope, where it, it describes me and my son's adventures with boats and how they all ended up pretty not successful. No. Yeah. None of them were good. Yeah. One flew away and both of them sunk and one had the police call. Yeah, the first one sunk, one blew away, the other one almost sunk with us on it. Luckily, my boyfriend was, you know, on shore and got somebody to help. And by the time we got back to shore, we saw the whole Coast Guard there ready to freaking dive in in their wetsuits and the ambulance everything it was a <laughs> embarrassing scene i thought i heard someone on the radio saying call back for navy seals lean in so they can hear you okay i'm just saying he gets so weird when we're recording 
I'm already in far enough that you can hear me. So, but the whole reason we went on any of those damn boats is because I wanted to take my son fishing. And the whole reason you take your kid, any, anybody goes fishing, unless they're just drunk and trying to escape their wives, you want to catch a fish, right? That's the goal. For three years. No, I mean, strike that. For nine years and 364 days. Well, maybe not all nine years, because I didn't really take you fishing until you were four. But basically, the day before my son's most recent birthday, when he turned 10. <laughs> double digits. Damn it. God, it went by so quick. But basically, for the last, I would say, six years, we've been trying to catch a damn fish. The only time we were ever successful is when we went to Tahoe and there's like a hatchery basically where they're all in a little pond and they just bite at the string. It's not much of an achievement when you catch one there. Not that we didn't. We caught a lot there. It was great. It was fun. But as far as in the wild, doing it the old fashioned way, we were not having much luck. Sunk three boats trying until December 17th of last year, right? I forced my son and my boyfriend to go on a walk with me, which they just so begrudgingly obliged. But my son bitched the whole entire way until we got to the creek that I love going to to pick up rocks and shit and just escape. We're at the creek and all of a sudden... Okay, my son wants to talk. Go ahead. So all of a sudden, we see these things that look like... We just thought, because for a while now, we've been hearing these giant plops go in the water. And we thought it was beavers because it sounded like... A basketball hitting the water like big plop splashes. M NBA player just threw the basketball down mad time at the wa water. Yeah, that's called, what it sounded like. Somebody called, slam dunking in that shit. Probably like Messi when he cries to Ronaldo. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> and we saw these freaking <laughs> giant waves in the water and we're probably like, Are those the beavers? But no, these things have fins and we're like shark? Shark. Shark. It was no, big. It's not a shark. Couldn't be it's, a shark. It's the thickest salmon you've ever seen in your life. I thought this shit was a damn dinosaur. I thought we were watching Plesiosaurus. Down there. It was that big. I mean, we could see it from like twenty feet from the water. Um, we're like, holy crap! And and mind you, guys, we've been going to this creek for years, and the most we've ever seen fish-wise are minnows. Okay, small ass minnows. These things were at least what three feet long, and that's not a big fish story. They were big. There, there was one that was five feet. I saw it. But that one hid in shadows the whole time. Okay. And I tried to pull that one up, and it almost pulled me in the water. Well, so... Little, oh, hell no. All of a sudden, this family walk that only one out of three of us wanted to go on is the most exciting thing ever. So, so my son and I run back to our house to get our hillbilly waders. You know, those basically those rubber overalls that you put on over your clothes. Because we are going in. We're going to go get this goddamn thing. Um, but she screamed the whole time. So it was well, you know what? When you get in the water with these things and they're hitting you and they're like actually kind of heavy and shit, you get a little nervous, especially when you feel like they're swimming right at you. But here's the thing: these these were huge salmon, and the, and they were old, big so, ass. So salmon. they were kind of slow, and it's to the point to where they beach themselves like whales. But one, it's a shallow creek. But one thought my boots were grass, and it just swam right between my legs and sat there. That's well, all it did. Yeah, but and, I, and I got to pet it. And it didn't even care. It's like, oh, cool. This walk ended up being the easy fisherman's catch. And although we didn't catch any that night, we did go see a whole bunch. And the next day, round two, right? We get our big old net that we have never been successful at using before. We put our waders on. Early in the morning, bright and early we go out there. We're not out there for more than an hour. And there's just they're just coming one right after another. I think it was spawning season, right? That's all that we could assume. These were spawning big old fish that were coming up there to spawn 
terminate their little offspring. And we're going to get one, damn it. It's a mission. And we do just that. Dun, dun, because, dun, like my son dun, said, the, sh- dun, dun, the creek can be really shallow dun, at some point. Dun, so dun, when they're swimming across, sometimes they just get beached up on the rocks. But the creek itself, it probably, what, how deep do you think it is at its deepest point? Maybe like six feet, maybe, at the deepest, deepest point. Most well, of it you can walk through, and it goes, it goes up to like to your knees. To the point, because some of the mud is like just dust that lays on there. So it's probably usually around there. It might be two feet, maybe even one feet deep usually, because half of it is this dust that just lays on there. So you sink into it quick, but it's only about two feet. But the deepest part in is is probably about four feet, unless you go to the big areas, which is probably about ten feet. Long which is where we saw a tor- turtle, but we almost caught it. But- right. Long story short, we finally catch a fish. And it's fat. Big. And Jippy caught it all by himself, because like he said, I was a chicken shit. I didn't want anything to do with it. I'm just going to film the memory and you catch the fish. You all do all the work. I, all I had to do was put the net in there, and he just swam in. He's like, peace. All this time, we didn't need no boats, no fishing poles, no bait, no stink bait, no hooks, no nothing that we'd been driving ourselves crazy with. I know, it was horrible, and you always wanted to use it every time. Um, it worked the most. When? What fish did we catch with it? Well, most fish bit, most fish bit at that than any other bait. You know, know how many fish we caught with that nasty-ass bait? Zero, right? And how many did we bite? How many bit at the other bait? None. We didn't catch any ever Okay, whatever. with any of the damn fishing gear that they advertise as being so successful. It wasn't, not for us. All we had to do was wait till spawning season. They came right to us. He caught it. It was big as shit. It probably weighed at least five pounds. And we're ten. juiced, right? Okay, ten, we'll say. But we're hella excited, right? And anybody in our immediate circle, we couldn't wait to tell, right? Because they are all very aware of our trials and tribulations trying to achieve this. We're super stoked. We're walking back to the house proud as shit. At first, we thought our neighbor was going to cook it, but it was so big. But when we got to her doorstep, she was like, ooh, I don't even know what to do with that. So we just kept it in our backyard until further notice. But we were so juiced. We couldn't wait to tell everybody. We took pictures, videos. Couldn't wait to flex on anybody that we could flex on. We tell my parents who we thought would be the most stoked, especially my mom. Because really, even if she doesn't agree with me doing something, if JP likes it or if JP does it, then it's okay. You know grandmas, right? Nobody spanks grandma. That's why it's always okay when grandma lets them raise hell. But I have to uh, tell you guys, nobody was as juiced as we were. Nobody. In fact, not only were they not juiced, but you know what they called us? Tell them what they called us, Chippy. They called us poachers. Lean into the microphone and tell them. They called us poachers because the thing is... there's Poachers. Hang on, hang on. Let me pause on that. They called us poachers. What the actual fish? Like okay. poachers? Like we're slicing off elephant faces in Africa? Poachers? Ivory hunting scale of fucking poachers? That's a little much. Go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> poachers! <Okay. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> like roaches, but with a P. Oh my God. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So they called us poachers. Because apparently they're a protected species, which is the only one closest to our house. Because we don't have no car. We don't got no... The only place we can go is with our bikes. And those things won't go anywhere if they get one pebble in their tires. So. Yeah, and our fat asses yeah. aren't pedaling that long. So, <laughs> But I mean, they like... Not only did they just not act excited for us, but yeah, the first thing they say was, 
you might need a license for that, which we had. We have fishing licenses. That's well, how much we've been trying to fish. It doesn't matter. We had something on paper at some point. But then my parents, I think they like, they wanted to be such buzzkills. They went online and like researched that species and found out it was some protected shit or whatever the fuck. But you know what? We're not out there farming fish. We're not harvesting a shit ton of them. And you know what they do after they lay their eggs? Tell them what they do, Jippy. They die. They die. Not poaching something that's about to die. That's cleanup, if you ask me. And, like, I think they were already dying because trying to go out those rapids, of course it's hard, like, in the nature, but those there was a whole bunch of rocks, and they could ping their face on the rocks and one, like, cut their gills. Yeah, their faces look smashed, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and they probably wouldn't even make it up and get the spawn because they they would probably just die trying to get up because all the they would just hit their faces on rocks constantly trying to get up. And I mean, I don't blame anybody who's trying to make us aware of maybe some regulations we didn't know about, who's trying to just help us stay out of trouble. But first, congratulate us, dickheads. We've been trying this shit for years and we basically did it all with just one net and our waiters in an hour. With you screaming constantly. I was screaming a little bit. Because they freaked me out. They were huge. They were that big. They were freaking me out. I'm okay, not, I don't scare easily, but these big-ass fish were swimming right at me. They wanted to take me out. I know it. They did look like the Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3 Le- on steroids. Jit, they, they were huge. Broken teeth. Almost prehistoric-looking things. And because we're so not familiar with catching anything, of course they looked a little scary to me. And instead of people just being like, oh my god, congrats. You finally did it. Woohoo! The one person that congratulated us was a random lady in the car passing by when she was turning. Real shit. Somebody saw us walking home with their fish. They're like, oh my God, you caught that? And we're like, hell yeah. And she's like, way to go. So there, that just speaks to how much our neighborhood might have been bothered by us with this protected species. Because we weren't really like fishing for them hella hardcore. They swam right into our net. We only took home one. It's a mom and her kid, for Christ's sake. Do we look like poachers? Well, here's the thing. If a mom and a kid robs a bank, you get to say, well, it was a mom and a kid. Okay, I'm, no, I'm Whose side are you on? Pick a side. Shut the fuck up. Are you going to come to this side or are you going to stay on Buzzkill Poacher side? Don't hit me. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening to the ones that just do too much, including my son right now. Okay. Um, I well, hope you guys enjoyed it. And don't call your grandkids and your daughters poachers if they're trying to hunt. Don't worry about nobody picking up rocks. And b- water balloons are not pollution. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Till next time, bye. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye.